0: All right, welcome back. Wrench Nation hanging out with you guys right here from live, live, right here. We love the live radio at the East Valley Institute of Technology, bringing you guys on a mechanical journey, the eclectic, the positive, the brilliant motorsports talent in the automotive industry. Wrench Nation. Where we take you across the globe and and really find the fascinating individuals that are doing some amazing things, some interesting things like China or in India or right here in this beautiful country, the United States of America. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. A big shout out to all of our podcast family. Uh, If you catch, uh, as I say every week, you catch uh, bits and pieces of the show. Uh, You can certainly uh, trip out with us on the weekend as we load up the show. And uh, also, uh, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Wrench Nation Facebook, Wrench Nation Instagram. We keep up with you guys over there. And I always enjoy one of the parts of the show we learn and we explore together. This is our Wrench Nation mechanical tribe. I always enjoy spending and slowing it down with my lovely co-host, Miss Susie Sockets. Welcome, girl.
1: Hello, Frank.
0: It's great to get together. This is like our little, uh, you know, little therapy It is our
1: little therapy.
0: And we do. I mean, we work as one big tribe. And you guys have spoken to us, whether it was through social media or, hey, you've gotten on to wrenchnation.tv. We park a lot of our shows there. Uh, Look, there's over a billion websites. We know that. But journey with us. Get on that website. Thank you. Thank you. We are grateful. Close to 15,000 of you have subscribed to our email, uh, weekly newsletter, and I declare this to you. This is our contract, Ranch Nation. You will not get any solicitations of penny stocks on this email. We respect it. Your mailbox mailbox is full. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. That mailbox is flowing. But if you get on to wrenchnation.tv, put in your email. I'm in the mood to give some stuff away. Are you ready? Oh, my gosh. What are we giving away, Frank? Well, our infamous, maybe, notorious, maybe, Wrench (laughs) Nation hat. This is a flex fit hat. It's nice. We've put it up on Facebook. A lot of you gotten the hat. So I will tell you right now, if you're listening. Live or on the podcast, wherever you may be. In Belgium. I heard you out there in Belgium. <laughs> we got folks out in Europe. We always appreciate you. Fiel <laughs> Dankeschön. Get on dot Put your email. Get our weekly newsletter. I will take the next 20. And I'm shipping hats. 20? I'm sh- 20. 20. 20 emails. I'm shipping hats. I'm in the mood. I got boxes of hats. Nice. Now, speaking of boxes, uh, Somehow, talking some, about boxes? I don't know. Just <laughs> keep me straight, Susie. We do have a jam-packed show, but before we get into our show topic, we do have a very special guest uh, who we are honored. Uh, as we tell you every week, we like to take you on a journey and uh, really highlight some of the good works in the motorsports and automotive. Susie, what's shaking in your world, girl?
1: You know, Frank, we are surrounded by amazing people. Would you agree?
0: Well, I tell you, in light of September 11th, we need this in life. We do. Let's strip away all the stuff that we do and get back to the humility of the old school handshake and hug. Tell me what you got.
1: So we actually actually had a new customer come in yesterday and uh, loved us and actually said, hey, I have a car that I'd like to donate to It. Do you know a way that I can get that to them? If
0: it's busy, and I can understand. A lot of you listening have a vehicle donation, and sometimes you don't always get to the automotive department, but we'll take the car. So yeah. one of our customers says, hey, we've got a Saturn.
1: 2001, blown head gaskets. All right. Wants to donate it to the uh, automotive.
0: Well, we'll broker that. Yeah. And if you're tuning in, yes, this is a trade school, man. There's kids here trying to scratch out. They're up and coming, and they need cars. And yes. sometimes, hey, let's just face it, this, the instructors are thin, man, time-wise, and... uh They may not answer the phone, so we'll broker that. Right, so a huge shout-out to Tina Sinesco. Tina, you get a hat, girl. Oh, yes. You're going to love the hat, Tina. You get a hat. Uh, Before we get into some automotive news, we'd like to uh, share with you some of the, well, I mean, some of the straight-up news out there and some of the weird and wacky. I'd like to introduce um, and and tell you our show topic. I I think we have been honored to really, as a platform, Wrench Nation, take you guys uh, and visit with many Many folks from across, well, many cross-sections of the industry all over the world. The show topic is really going to be diving into the impeccable vehicle restorations. Now, many of you are restoring your ride because your wife is pushing you or your husband is saying, get that thing done. Whatever the case is, there's a family member that's pushing you to get your restoration done. Well, I want you guys to hang with us because we have one of the lead authorities Uh, with a lifetime of experience in the automotive restoration business, Master Car Restorer, Wayne Carini. You've seen Wayne Carini? Oh, yeah. Chasing Classic Cars. Love that show. show. Absolutely. Every every show, there's something new. And we're going to dive into how Wayne got started. Neat. It's not always easy. And it's still, I guarantee you, when we get Wayne on here... I guarantee you it's still messy. These things are messy. (laughs) So uh, we're honored to have Wayne Carini join us here in a little bit. Um, He's done restorations from across the board uh, with the likes of David Lenneman, tennis great Ivan Lendl, and the DuPont family. He's also been featured in the New York Times, as well as numerous automobile magazines and his home plate, of course, F40 Motorsports, he's got a brick and mortar. He just doesn't do TV and show up part-time. Uh, and, uh, of course, speaking of TV, that's the uh, the Chasing Classic Car Series uh, that you guys can find on Motor Trend. Uh, before we get into your story, real quick, I have just a quick tip. We're getting a lot of these. I'm seeing this. I'm getting some activity on social media. Uh, again, Ranch Nation Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. A lot of you are going to get ready to replace a blown AC compressor. I don't care how old the car is, but I will tell you, if it's newer, be especially careful. That compressor has internals that are made of Teflon and and other uh, material that gets strewn through the system. So you have this explosion. The compressor doesn't work anymore. You say, okay, I'm going to go down and replace the compressor. You think that you can flush the system. Maybe you're smart enough to say, well, I'm going to flush it. I know I've had a, a grenaded compressor. But I will tell you, the AC condenser, think of a coffee straw. Coffee straw-sized ports, that's where all of that refrigerant and mineral oil or pag oil has to travel through. That AC condenser should be replaced. Don't risk it. Because what will happen is you replace the AC compressor, and then a month later, wait a minute, my AC compressor is not working anymore. And you're going to say you have a defective part. So do yourself a favor. Look, if you don't have the money right now, and I get it, you're in Phoenix, it's 100 and whatever, 20 degrees, it's hotter than a mug, you got to get it done. Take the time to do it right, or else it's a comeback. So there's the uh, car tip that is of a great the tip. show. Replace the condenser, people, and, of course, the dryer and so on. Uh, and certainly you can visit us, uh, Desert Car Care Chandler. If not, uh, get on a wrenchnation.tv. Our friends section, I have shops, great family, community-minded, certified Wrenches, technicians, that can help you out. If we can't help you out, so get onto our website or give us a call at the garage. Susie, what do you got for a story, girl? Well,
1: here's the thing. Do you want to hear about the 2020 Acura NSX Sport Hybrid Supercar with a nine-speed transmission, 573 horsepower, and 406 pounds worth of torque? Or would you rather hear about Jay Leno's flying hovercraft Delorean? Well, I don't, I'm just <laughs>
0: saying, wait a minute. Jay, Mr. Jay Leno... Uh, Jay, if you're listening, we're trying to get you on the show. I know you're busy, but just I got to put that out there. But no, we all want to hear Jay Leno. Although the NSX, Ooh. Mm, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Tell us about. You know, our what? gal Jessica back at the shop yeah. actually created one to her specs online, and it's two hundred and two thousand dollars.
0: Oh, she she kind of built out the NSX. One. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Well, what do you got with Jay Leno? Well, so you know, this takes us back to the 1980s when Back to the Future. Do you remember what of Doc course. Brown said? Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the future some of some of our grandkids are going to say Oh, look at them idiots. They used to drive. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, is Jay Leno getting technical? Yeah, is so he... you can catch Jay Leno's Garage on YouTube, of course. Oh, of course, Okay, yeah. or
1: DeLoreanHovercraft.com. But, yeah, this is, it's not, first off, it's not a real DeLorean, Frank.
0: I'm thinking Wayne Carini can help us.
1: I think so, too. I'm thinking
0: Wayne Wayne can tell us about this particular car. I, I'm thinking. I think
1: so. He might know a little something So tell about us more it. about the car. What's he doing? So even a gutted stainless steel body still. Still has a lot of weight to it so this guy actually built it from scratch out of styrofoam wrapped in fiberglass but it basically turns into a hovercraft
0: if you watch the video i'm not buying s- it oh, i'm my. not i'm not going for a hovercraft Frank, look it up hovercraft i mean i buy that he did it but I, who who's how we're not doing a hovercraft
1: yeah he's got it it's it's online and it's a single lift engine front in the front and a thrust engine at the back
0: wow Can That's- You believe that? Well, I mean, that's novelty. Look it up. I'm like, you know, I'm favoring Elon Musk's idea of boring and tunneling. (laughs) I just don't see anybody. Your neighbor's going to pull up with a drone or this hovercraft. I mean, it's not, we're not doing World War II beach landings in these things. Well, you know, you can buy it. How much they want? 45 grand. Well, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Do you have
1: 45 grand?
0: My kids took it all.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> got, would be a sweet car I have, though, I got college
0: Frank. kids. I got college kids. All right, I got one more story before we uh, bring on uh, Wayne Carini of uh, Chasing Classic Cars. Now, look, we just had Dorian came through, and I just don't understand it. People know these things are coming. It's not like 100 years ago where a township just gets leveled because they had no idea. They had 30 minutes. With technology, we are like, we know these storms are coming a week ahead of time. Why would you drive down to the beach? Oh no! In your jeep, and all of a sudden, look silly because now the jeep is abandoned in this really thick, high surf of the Dorian. So this guy drove down to the beach, knowing that there was a storm coming. Well, crowds gathered in the pouring rain to just uh, do some selfies with this uh, foolish situation. Wow. People just do stuff like that.
1: Remember last week, the smart car guy put it in his kitchen?
0: Well, I like that guy. He parked his <laughs> smart. He said, you know what, honey? Move that table. I'm moving my smart car in the kitchen. You know, I mean, was the
1: Jeep black in color?
0: No, it was red. Oh, red. Because I
1: was going to say, if it was black, he could be the black Jeep of the family.
0: <laughs> you no kidding. <laughs> no kidding about that. People, if you know the storm's coming, or here we have these monsoon seasons that are vicious. Yeah. You know what? Don't try it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Part I mean the you shouldn't the thing doesn't surf. I mean you shouldn't be doing it. So uh I want you guys to stay tuned. We're excited. We're going to bring on Mr. Wayne Carini uh automobile restoration. I don't want to say like no other, but very unique. Very unique. And we're excited. We're going to actually go back in time. Wayne Carini and Ferrari. Ooh. The connection there, F40 Motorsports. You guys stay tuned. Ranch Nation next. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation, and thank you so much, uh, KFNX, on the weekend, 90.7, of course, uh, 88.7, the Pulse. You guys rock. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, Get on to wrenchnation.tv if you miss bits and pieces of the show. We'd love to see you hanging there. Uh, We rejoin with you, Susie and I, and we are honored. uh, We have a very special guest from Chasing Classic Cars, Mr. Wayne Carini. Welcome to the show. Thanks for
2: having me. We appreciate the time. Are you out in Connecticut, Wayne? I am. I'm sitting here in Connecticut. Beautiful day in the 80s, and uh, summer's still with us.
0: So yes, it is. appreciate all
2: the great weather because snow is on its way.
0: Yes, sir. And we are just hoping you send some of that our way because I think it was 110 today. We want snow, Frank? I'll take snow in really? Phoenix. Really? you yeah, Okay. Why not? We can have some oddities. Well, we
1: can't drive in the rain. How are we going to drive How are we gonna I drive don't in know. snow?
0: I don't know. We can figure it out. We need to call some people with some four-wheel drives. We we'll need a alert. hovercraft. Wayne, F40 Motorsports, uh, let's talk about that. You've got some. Uh, you got a storied history there. And, and, and I'd like also to bring up Mike Roberts. He's one of your key guys there uh tell us about a day inside f40 motorsports and and what you're doing there in the garage to ultimately uh resell a lot of these vehicles
2: yeah i mean uh, f40 is very very busy uh you know we've we started this business in the in the 90s and uh mike roberts is is my chief sales guy um, mike's been with me since he was 15 years old sweeping the floor went to college got a uh got an education in business and uh, came back to me, and now he's our, our head of sales. He's doing a wonderful job. Mike helps you buy a car. He doesn't uh, guide you into buying a car. He, he He's there if you want to buy a car, so that's a good thing. It is. Um, Isn't that
0: the truth, man? I mean, I think uh, most people cringe when they Even if you're into, uh, you know, collector cars. Uh, So that's great. I I wanted to bring Mike up because I know the importance of team. Uh, You're doing a lot of things nationally, and it's great to have an anchor. Uh, F40 Motorsports. Uh, Wayne, how did you start F40 before we go on to chasing classic cars?
2: What was your? Well, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, so my dad was in the restoration business. My dad was the founder of the Model A Restorers Club in 1951. I was born in 51, and uh, was in the cars my whole life. Uh, my my cousin built hot rods uh, in the lean-to next to the cow barn where my father restored cars on our family farm, and uh, he got very well known in the in the auto restoration business. Uh, I went on to get an education, an art education, and, uh, and couldn't find the job I was looking for, and working with my dad my whole life, uh, I went back to help him, and, uh, and here we are, many, many years later, it, just, uh, it took off, my love of automobiles of every type and kind uh, really helped out, and my uh, education I got from him and my cousin. Uh, building hot rods—it's uh, all paid off in the end.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and you spent some time. Uh, it seems like you were connected in the early years, and still to this day, with a lot of the Ferrari restoration. Uh, you mentored under—is was it Francois Sicard? Help me out with this. Uh,
2: yeah, Francois okay. Sicard. Yeah. So so um, I, I started uh, loving Ferraris as a young guy, and and living so close to uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, where Luigi Kennedy Motors was. Luigi Kennedy was the United States importer for Ferrari, and so uh, my dad used to take me there once a month and so we could look at the Ferraris, um, and they, they really bonded with me. And then being able to fix uh, some Ferraris when I was in my teens, and then finally to get the recognition from Mr. Kennedy himself later on when I was in my 20s in um, my ability to, to restore and to repair Ferraris and next thing you know, the driveway was full of Ferraris to repair <laughs> at my father's shop. So um, I, I, but the one thing got me together with Francois was that I restored a 275 4 cam and I brought it to a show and Francois, who I knew but never had done business with him, uh, was sort of in, in the same category as me and he won the class. And I was devastated. He won best in show with the car, and I was second to to best in show. And he came over afterwards, and he says, you know, you do beautiful body and paint work. You're you're a great person as far as, you know, the knowledge of Ferraris, but you know nothing about hose clamps. (laughs) And And he opened the hood of the car, and he showed me all the things wrong with it. And he says, from now on, let me do the hose clamps and all the little things that I know so much about, and you do the rest, and we'll become a team. So, over the years, Francois and I've restored over thirty thirty five cars together and won major awards all over the world with those cars. so I, I learned so much and that's every everyone should should wake up every morning and be eager to learn and don't think you know it all because absolutely
0: you don't. we have a lot of youngsters that listen to this show and they're up and coming. and for that matter we we have folks right now that have restorations that may have been put on pause, whatever the case, maybe it's uh, trying to find parts or money's been kind of thin. Over the years, it seems like there isn't a single restoration that goes down the way you want it to. Is this truth, Wayne?
2: Well, I mean, today's a good example. We're finishing up a Maserati Ghibli is going into a major show this past, this next weekend. And uh, everything was all set on the car, and suddenly um, uh, the taillight on the left hand side doesn't work. Well, we chased it down, and, and, it, and it took three hours to figure out that it was a short in the wiring harness itself. Wow. That once, once my guy put the door panel on the left door, it affected the taillight. Who would ever think of that? But. Um, these things, it never is a smooth uh, a way of doing it, but yet in the end, um, it's very, very satisfaction. Um, you know, you're satisfied with a job, your customers uh, elated with it, with how the job came out, and and it's the payoff is huge. Yeah. So it, and that and that's what we do it for. We the satisfaction that we've done a great job.
0: And I invite you guys check out F uh, forty. Dot com. Uh You can see. In fact, you can currently uh, buy vehicles. You've got a whole array of vehicles for sale there. So I, I just want to share that with our folks. Uh, if you're in the Portland, Connecticut area, you know Wayne. TV ha- TV is a lot of work. Uh, restoring vehicles is a lot of work. How did you come about the show initially? And and did you have some reservations about actually highlighting uh, you know a day in a life of what you do to attention to detail with some eclectic restorations. What was your feeling early on about that?
2: Well, it, it, was, it was so strange how this all came about. Of course, I was well known for, for my quality restorations and the type of cars I worked on. And uh, there was a particular car I bought. Was, it was a, was a Hudson Italia, 1954 Hudson Italia. They, they built 24 of these cars, and, a, and I owned one. And Donald Osborne, who you see on Jay Leno's show, Donald is the appraiser on the show, he and I are great friends, and he wrote an article about that pursuit. I tried to buy the car when I was 16, and I continue to try to buy it, and I finally bought it when I was 52 years old. So uh, the article was written in the New York Times, the head of a production company that I now work for, uh, Crashing Wave, um, called me the next morning on Monday morning and said I'd like to do a TV show about you. Um, I sort of questioned what it was all about, and and Jim Ostrowski owns the the production company. said, "Listen, I just want to follow you around with a camera. I think you're kind of a cool car guy." I thought he was kind of crazy. Uh, that was that was 15 years ago. Come on,
0: Wayne, um, you had the '54 Hudson Italia. I mean, you you you, you I think we all got to have a few screws loose to. Well, this that now. I mean, that's a good thing. So,
2: (laughs) well, I mean, and and, and it's unbelievable how it's taken off. You know, we've we've done over two hundred episodes. We're in in forty-seven countries around the world now, and it's one of the highest-rated automobile-related shows in the world. So, uh, who would ever know? I, I had no idea. But, um, but it, it's all worked out very well for me. Well, and
0: you're inspiring a lot of people. I, I was looking at the 54 Hudson Italia. We actually have... I was f- going to
1: say, let's f- get Wayne down here, restore it, and really surprise our customer. Yeah, I was going to say, we have a 50... Uh, what 54. Do
0: have? It's a 54. Hollywood Hudson. Hollywood uh, Hudson. Uh, you know, pretty clean. Uh, the gal that owns it is out of uh, San Francisco, and she comes into town, and we're her... Provider and we've had the car for a little bit. Now some minor stuff. I mean, white walls. I think we uh, had to trim out some fuel situations yep, fuel that, that she had, mm-hmm. but just a gorgeous ride. I, I gotta jump into um, just right out of the gate. Our business, Wayne, has all to do with attention to the detail, and currently there is a shortage. Uh, Whether you're on the retail side, whether you're just the old-school tire store on the corner, or you're restoring vehicles, do you find it very difficult at this point in time to actually season out help? Well...
2: Yes and no. I mean, um, my guys, uh, I, I've got one guy, Steve, that's been with me for 44 years. Oh, wow. Um, um, I took him from actually digging ditches. You know, and you know, people say, oh, well, I was digging ditches. He really was. <laughs> he was working for a, for a uh, drainage company, and, and I took him in. He swept the floor, and within two years, he became my Ferrari expert. Um, just by listening to me and, and, and doing the things that I asked him to do. And now he's my go-to guy with Ferraris. So you have to give people a chance. Yeah, um, You have to believe in them. Um, and uh, there's colleges now, though, uh, McPherson College in McPherson, Kansas, has a four-year restoration program where they teach the kids how to how to restore cars but also how to run a business uh, where, where people actually graduate from that program and open their own restoration businesses and know how to operate a business. So it's, it's it, there's lots of education out there. But the things that are really uh, dying off are the artisans, such as the upholstery guys, the interior guys. The we, have guys. Huge, yeah. Yeah, um, we have a problem. Yeah, we have
0: a problem here huge. with that. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's huge. Uh, of these, unfortunately, a lot of these artisans are, are are passing away and not passing their trade on. Uh, we're very fortunate uh, that we have a great interior guy. Quid, Quid uh, is is from England and and he knows all the tricks of the trade. Um, he's he's his attention to detail is unbelievable. So we're fortunate that we have most of the people in line. Uh, chrome platers are very very difficult to find a great chrome plater. Um, but yet, you know, we all seem to work it out. We we now have to travel further than we used to to get things done. I mean, we had a chrome plater that was in the next town to us for years, and suddenly because of the EPA, EPA regulations and stuff, they closed. And now we have to travel across the country to get yeah. these things done. But yeah. uh, you seek out the best people you possibly can.
0: You do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no doubt. I mean, at the end of the day, it's attention to detail. Uh, Wayne Carini, if you're just joining us, Wayne Carini uh, chasing classic cars. Uh, of course, you can catch that on Motor Trend, MotorTrend.com, as well as I invite you to visit F40Motorsports.com. Uh, a listing of great cars. Wayne, hang tight. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to bring you back, talk about some of the cars you currently have for sale, and maybe pick your brain about what's your favorite classic car show to highlight your rides (laughs) stay tuned ranch nation next Get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Right on. Welcome back. Wrench Nation, uh, Frank and Susie, hanging out with you guys. Remember, get on at wrenchnation.tv, throw in your email, and hey, 20 hats. We got, we're loaded up. We got boxes of hats. We'll send you out a nice flex fit Wrench Nation hat, and if you're catching this on the replay, well, we'll do this uh, for the remainder of the month. How about that? And it's a nice hat. I think so. I like wearing I that think hat. It's, I think it's a nice hat. Now listen, that morning air smells of dew, Susie, hmm. as you arrive at a location with vast fields of flowers and weeds. While just a short distance away, you see it, along a disheveled dirt road lies a crickety Looking old barn from generations of past.
1: I've got a picture in my
0: mind. You feel something. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you guys, but many of you, when you drive by a barn, I don't think any of you will say, well, there's nothing in that barn. (laughs) Well, our next uh, guest who's hanging with us, if you're just catching our little Ranch Nation show, Mr. Wayne Carini, classic chasing classic cars you're welcome back thank you i'm sure you've seen that picture of morning dew in a wonderful looking barn you ever get surprised by a barnyard find mr wayne carini
2: <laughs> it's always a surprise i mean uh <laughs> get up every morning you know and that's the that's the best part of this business is you never know what to expect um you know, my dad uh, restoring cars when I was growing up. We were always taught to look behind every house when we were driving. So every Sunday he'd drive to a different <laughs> location and had us kids look out the windows to make sure that there's the, if the barn door or the garage door is open, just see what's inside. So we've been we've been doing it our whole lives. But
0: you it, just it, never stop it looking. Threat. It's the bottom line. No, you never, no, you yeah.
2: never stop looking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and you never know what you're going to be able to find. Um, every lead, I'm very fortunate because the, the phone rings off the hook and the emails just keep pouring in with different finds all over the country. So um, it's it's super exciting. I can tell you that. Let
0: me ask you, Wayne. I know that uh, low lying fruit for finding uh, a restoration that's worthy of of the time, the investment, and then of course showcasing and ultimately to sell it. Do you find other markets in the world? That maybe 15, 20 years ago was not a marketplace. Uh, Are you traveling to Italy, or are you traveling to Germany, or are there other areas of the world that that you're looking at that uh, you can find a restoration? Well,
2: you know what what's going on in the marketplace today is is that because of things like my TV show and and other TV shows that are on the air, um, car collecting has become very popular. Um, It's been actually because of the government in China. It's become popular in China yes, uh, all over Europe. So, therefore, their market is very strong in those areas. Automobile collecting and restoration is all over the world. And so for for us to go and, and find a car in Europe, england wherever it may be and pay the duties to come over here and travel and do everything there's plenty of stuff here in the united states there's lots of cars
0: there is and
2: lots of great restoration projects and great cars to chase so uh, we we stick here in the united states i mean we've gone over to europe like three times and purchased cars but there is so much great stuff right here in our backyard.
0: Yeah, and to add to that, I think for a lot of folks, um, hey, there's a return on investment. I mean, you can get so many points a year to enjoy driving an eclectic uh, vehicle of past, vintage, uh, and pretty much, for the most part, not really lose any money because there's a strong, healthy market. And uh, speaking of that, auctions now. Um, do you have a particular auction that uh, that you favor that you know that if I take a few cars or a single Whopper you're going to do really well there's a particular favorable auction for you Wayne that you enjoy
2: well I mean it's, it's a science It's it's, it's you know, it's an educate to gain education over the years. So, for instance, I have a consulting company, and if somebody calls me and said, "Listen, I've got," for instance, we had a, a collection in Tupelo, Mississippi, of 187 cars. Wow. It was in a museum, and the and the woman's husband owned the museum. He passed away, and she wanted to sell all the cars. So, what do you do? Who do you choose? So you you interview each auction company, and you see who's going to do the best job for you. Who's going to represent the cars the best? So when I go bring cars to an auction, I do the interview process. I want the auction company to be as excited as I am about the car um, before it even goes to their auction. Because if they're not excited, if it just is another piece of meat that they're going to sell, I don't want them representing my car. I just want the best auction company that is excited about the project as I am and that's how I choose. And then, and then, you know, I represent so many people with my consulting business to sell their cars. I want to do the best job for them I can.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's relationship at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's not like a retail auction where there's the, you know, the red, yellow, green, hundreds of lanes of, you know, the little Volkswagen Jettas that are for sale. Uh, you, I would like to add, uh, contact Wayne Carini, F40.com. Uh,
2: yeah, Wayne. actually, it's Wayne, Wayne C at f40.com. dot com. It is uh, okay. That's my, yeah, that's my personal email address, and anybody can email me. Happy to uh, to answer them. I get so many every day. I start answering emails at five a.m. every day, and and uh, it, it, it's 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 astonishing how many people contact me every day, and I'm I'm so thrilled to be able to answer most of them back.
0: Well, see Wayne, when you have a popular TV show about a guy that. Lives and breathes it.
2: Your email is going to be full.
0: Your inbox <laughs> yeah, well,
2: is. It's showing that—that's for
0: sure. <laughs> uh, take us to uh, Monterey recently, Italiano Concorso. Uh, were you? You were out there having fun.
2: Yeah, I was there. Um, I, I didn't go to Concorso Italiano this year. My schedule gets so tied up. Um, Monterey, I used to go for four days. Uh, that was 20 years ago. And now, uh, it's, it's a 10 day, uh, visitation out, out to the holy land of automobiles. I know, huh? And, 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 it, and it's so crazy. Every minute of every day I get up at 6 a.m. and I'm, I don't get back to the hotel until midnight. Every night doing different things, but um, it's it's a wonderful experience. Uh, that, that car guys, everyone that's a real car nut should should experience it at least once in your life. This year was thirty six straight years for me. Wow. So um it's, it's like going home again, you know, uh, uh it, it it works out real well for me. But I didn't I didn't uh, uh go to Concorso Italiano because there's like five different events that day yes. and I had to attend a few of the other ones.
0: Yeah, they had an amazing event out there. I did uh we didn't go out there. We plan on next year uh next August or so to to head out and uh I have a question for you, Wayne. I know that it's in your blood. You've been doing this for a long time. We have listeners right now that are looking to buy uh, a vehicle and, you know, go into this restoration. What advice, and I know there's a smorgasbord of things that you could sort of advise folks on, what do you think people are making huge mistakes on when they look at a vehicle from a restoration perspective, where are they getting it wrong
2: well i mean if if, if you look at a car and you want to restore it first off don 't think of uh, finance think of finances, but don 't think that you 're going to make money. Um, Sometimes you say to yourself, well, I'm going to do this restoration. You take it apart, and then it sits and languishes in your garage, and then now you're frustrated on a daily basis. You can't use the garage anymore. Sometimes it's easier to buy a car that's complete and done, spend the money and do that, and then maybe upgrade it a little bit. Um, But always think of, of the fun factor involved. So people always ask me, am I going to make money on this car if I if I buy it and I restore it and I sell it? I say, okay, when you go to the movies and you buy a ticket to go see the movie, when you come out, do they give you your money back? Of course not. <laughs> yeah. It's a cost of, of, of pleasure of, of doing this, and you it has to be a pleasurable experience for you, and if it's not... You're you're not doing the right thing. You're doing so, it
0: for all just, the wrong reasons. We had uh, yeah, that's right. John DiAgostino with uh, Celebrity Customs was on back yeah, in March. Yeah,
2: he's a good friend. John, yeah, good a
0: great guy, and he's he's buying, you know, uh, some pretty healthy, healthily done up vehicles already, and he's sort of modifying, making them better. And exactly, he had mentioned uh, the very same thing. It's it you know. But I think for a lot of people, Wayne, that passion sometimes may get too far in front of them, and they can lose their lunch, or they're not buying intrinsic value a
2: lot of times. Well, uh, and, 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 and you have to like it, first off. So I always tell people, listen, don't listen to your brother-in-law, or your cousin, or your next-door neighbor. Buy what you like. Yeah. Don't listen to other people, because if the world goes to zero tomorrow financially, and your computer says everything's worth zero, you better love what's in your garage. Yeah, no doubt. That's right. So make sure you do that. That's the first thing, and and just have fun with it. I mean, you know, you can have fun with a with a Ford Pinto as much fun as buying a modern day Ferrari if your head's in the right place. You know, you just you just gotta. What do you want to do with it? Well, I want to go off and show off and and have all my friends wave at me as I'm going by. Wow. Maybe that's not the deal, but if you want to go and talk to people about interesting things, buy something that's unusual. Buy something that people don't see every day, like a Falcon or something. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of cars out there uh, to, to have fun with, but make sure that you like it and you uh, you're... Willing to talk to people and enjoy the relationships you're gonna make with that car.
0: I mean, that's so true, Susie. We go to these car shows and and you can tell, you can tell those um our our pinstriper out of Southern California, Mr. Martinez, who started pinstriping uh late in life, huh? Late in life. Like in his he 60s. had such passion. But here he is, he had this build going on, Wayne, for over thirty years. I mean, that's yeah. a guy you want to talk to. Uh I mean, he's He's not giving up, yeah. <laughs> and in fact, he said, "Well, the the build is done. I might as well start pinstriping at the age 60. I mean, that's passion, that's vibrancy, and it sounds crazy, Wayne, but I'm saying, put car people in government.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's not too many of those people. Most people in government don't even know where to put a key in a car. So.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, we we we're not going to dive into too much government. But right? We're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break, Wayne, and I want to get your take about sort of the future and car culture and what tips you may have for some of the youngsters that are coming up. And and uh, so stay tuned. We've got Wayne Carini, uh, Chasing Classic Cars, Wrench Nation next. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie hanging out with you. Don't forget to get on to wrenchnation.tv. We've got 20 hats. I will look uh, for those emails. The next 20, will send you out a hat. I don't care where you're at. Maybe. I got to be careful. I, I got into trouble. <laughs> we got into
1: trouble one day.
0: Uh, it's all right. It was a $30 freight or whatever it no, was. No, it was like we
1: 200 were... It was a $200 uh,
0: shipping was. and handling. It, it was. It fell out of Dubai. To like a Jerry or... no. Where it was that it? it was Dubai. It was something out there Dubai. somewhere. So I said, "Hey, can we uh, can we just, <laughs> just call you? Can we Facetime? <laughs> give you a tour of the garage? Something." <laughs> anyway, welcome back. We appreciate it. Uh, we have Mr. Wayne Carini of Chasing Classic Cars with a lifetime of experience. Uh, Wayne has seen a lot, and Wayne, we welcome you back.
2: Thanks. Good to be with
0: you. Um, many youngsters. In fact, I'll, I'll just kind of. Step back a little bit and say, we've all read the reports. And I just throw a hashtag fake news into it. I personally, and have talked to many guests on the show, do not believe for one minute that car culture is going away. What are you seeing? Are you seeing sparks of interest at these shows that you're going to, Wayne, and just your journey uh, restoring vehicles? You think car culture 10 years from now? Will be alive and kicking the way it is today?
2: Well, the, the whole culture of the United States and the world has changed. I mean, you know, uh, on weekends as children, uh, we all hung out with our parents. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't uh, go to the shopping malls. We didn't do certain things that young kids do today. And, and cars were part of that. You know, every weekend we go to a car show with my father. Um, we do different things. So um, it's it's going to be different. There's no doubt about that. But but it's not going to be uh, you know not going away. That's for sure. But yet we we recognize the situation and we have to help it along. So for instance, uh, Haggerty Collector Car Insurance uh, Company I work for. Uh, we train young people how to drive standard shift cars so important because uh-huh. in 20 yeah. years from now when there's no standard shift cars available and nobody knows how to drive them what are we going to do with those corvettes and those camaros that have standard shifts if nobody knows how to drive them who's going to want them
0: that's an interesting so, point Wayne I've never point. thought about that you know the 200 sx important facts. Yeah. yeah well i think also there's a there's I mean, it's one thing to get behind a pedal that's automatic, but when you have a stick, you're, you're like, there's a relationship going on with that car, and you, I think that sparks a lot more interest. And I
1: love manual transmissions over automatic any day. Well, it's a lot
0: funner yeah. to drive. Well, I yeah. do
2: too, but yet, I mean, you know, the, the change is happening, and we have to recognize that, and we have to correct it, and we have to make young people, uh, uh, you know, try to drive standard shift cars. The normal person, when I was 16 years old, I, I was at the motor vehicle department the morning of, like at 7 o'clock in the morning, waiting for them to open to get my driver's license. Um, that no longer happens. Uh, young people don't normally get their driver's license until they're 18, maybe they're even 21, because they don't feel a need to do that. They're yeah. at college or, you know, they go to the shopping mall to, to get together, they're on the computers talking with each other. It wasn't that way. It was, it, was a, it was a freedom is what we felt when we got our driver's license, and, and young people don't feel that today. So we have to sort of train them, bring them into our culture. But I always say it's, it's, it's sort of like the analogy is, is that you, you go to a high school and you sneak a beer every once in a while, and then you go to college and you do shots, and then finally you grow up and you drink fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> um and, and, and people are going to grow up. Young people may be taking a different you know, path and may be taking a different p- period of time, but they're all going to grow up and they're going to love cars. Yeah, and no and doubt. that's 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 the key to the whole thing.
0: We try um, it, our bit it will happen. A lot of us in the industry, uh, you know, as as sort of automotive service facilities, you know, dealing with technology, Hundred million lines of code on that F one fifty. We do our bit. I mean, we've got seven or eight clinics a year. And for us, you know, years ago, Wayne, when we did these clinics for these first time drivers, the parents would leave. Yeah. Now we keep the parents in because what I find in sparking interest, you may have a youngster that's interested, but mom and dad are like, Oh, you don't want to tinker with cars. <laughs> and we oh, yeah. want I mean, we want to I mean, prove to them, like, I mean, stop by F forty and see what's going on in the bays. Stop by our place or many of the great garages, and I think it is up to us to to sort of pass that tradition and tell parents it's okay. I mean, this business is not what you think it is
2: well I, and, I, and I think sometimes that, that that's happening more and more. I mean, look at young people uh, there's, there's such a need for plumbers. plumbers are making one hundred and fifty to two hundred yes. grand a year, yeah. yeah I mean car guys can do the same thing i mean there, there's plenty of money to be made without the college education. Nothing wrong with the college education don 't get me wrong i I got one, and I wouldn't regret it for a second but um, you know, trade schools are important. These things are very, very important. And we we're, we're have grown, uh, young people are growing up in an automotive industry that has never been like this ever before. I mean, so the Industrial Revolution came along, Henry Ford, all these things. was wonderful. There was hundreds and hundreds of automobile manufacturers in the United States in the teens and the 20s. But now... Who would ever think that we have cars with a thousand horsepower coming out of the manufacturers? 840 horsepower and a demon. Yeah. Um, the new Corvette is $68,000. It's a mid engine car, it's, and, and yeah. it's got 500 horsepower, goes to, 0 to 060 in 2.8 seconds. This, in, this industry that we have right now is the most exciting automotive industry that we've had in, in 60, 70 years. Right. It's unbelievable what's going on. So the excitement should be rubbing off on young people. And I think it is. I, I think that we're... I believe a it is. And and I got to yeah. say,
0: Susie, the majority of our guests, I mean, we've had folks from all over, cross sections of the industry, will say the same. And not only that, I mean, talk is cheap. They're actually doing things that incorporate whatever it is, whatever it is. It could be a Fireball Tim or a John DiAgostino that's doing some things. There's always going to be a connection to that future uh, Wayne, I do want to send folks also, I think it's really critical, you've got some great articles on Haggerty.com. Uh, some great articles about, uh, you know, tips, uh, there's an article here, before you fix that patina clad fender, know you may be opening Pandora's box, uh, even when judging a car show, being positive is the best policy, there's some great articles uh, that you folks can actually if you've got a youngster that's interested this is a great Haggerty.com. Wayne, I love the articles on here.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a great company I work for. Um, you know, I'm consultant with them and we we do a lot of uh, articles. But what's what's going on with kids? Just to get back to that for a second. People say, "What's the kind of a car that my son should get involved with?" I said, "Buy something that's unusual." We're talking about that before a Pinto. I mean, there's nothing wrong with com- Camaros and Mustangs. I like them, but if you go to a car show with a Pinto, a Gremlin, whatever it may be, a Dodge, you know, <laughs> sedan that people don't see every day, everybody's going to talk to you. But if you drive a car that there's 40 of them lined up, they're just going to walk past you, and 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 that's what you need is that that you know encouragement from people and the minute you have a little bit even two words of encouragement you catch the bug and it's all over
0: it is it's It's a a spark of interest it's a connection i think we all want to feel good i think that's what's the the great thing uh, about uh, any vehicle that you take the journey on restoring there's a connection and that connection has yeah. stories and and a lot of it's messy and that makes for a good story. Uh and I think I think you're right. I think if hey, if you found that Yugo and you want to drop a big block in it, that's going to be a conversation.
2: <laughs> that's right. And it's important too for for people that own cars is is don't don't tell people don't touch my car, don't get near it. And, and encourage them to come over and sit in it, to talk about it, to listen to the engine because those are the things Every time a young person comes into our showroom, we always make sure that they sit in the car. Yeah. Because the minute that you do that, you've, you've hooked them. Yeah. You've got you got them on the line, and you're going to reel them in. They're going to be a car person for the rest of their lives.
0: Wayne, what do you have up and coming? We want to let the folks know if uh, if they're out and about throughout the country. Uh, what events do you have coming up that we can send folks to the-
2: Uh, We're going to be appearing at the Chattanooga uh, Motoring Festival. Uh, We're in Rhode Island at at the uh, Concord, Rhode Island, in a couple weeks. I'll be at uh, Elkhart Lake, Indiana, this weekend, signing some autographs at the Vintage Festival there. Uh, we'll be in Boston at the at the Concord, the Boston Cup, uh, showing David Robinson's. We've been restoring David Robinson's Di Tommaso Mangusta. David Robinson was the drummer of the Cars, or is the drummer of the Cars, and and uh, this has been a passionate restoration for him. Uh, we'll be at SEMA, and then we may take a couple of weeks off before we start the journey all over again next year.
0: There you go. You got to take a little break. I'll catch you out at SEMA. We're, we're doing, uh, I've got some industry panel uh, work that I'm doing with Apex, more on the industry side. Uh, yep. But I'll look for you. And then, Susie, I don't know if we can convince Mr. Wayne Carini, but we have the world renowned scuderia southwest the concourse in the hills with peter volney uh that is a big event up in fountain hills we may have to follow up with mr wayne wayne Carini. just say yes now he's probably gonna tell yeah, us he's it filming depends
2: on when it is that's the big thing. well oh. it's
0: uh it's in uh january we'll have yeah. to follow up with you it's in january
2: okay yeah sounds good it's Let a great know.
0: event for a good cause and uh a uh, wonderful array of uh, both highline and interesting, and of course, there's a whole suite of Ferrari vehicles out there. And more importantly, like every car show, Wayne, and this, we didn't even get the chance to talk about this. We raise money. Isn't this what car people do, Wayne?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's part of my passion. But uh, we have a daughter with autism, and, and we're able to raise money for autism, different charities around the country. We're so proud of that. I just uh, showed. I I, re- I was able to restore the Rain Man Buick uh, oh, wow. many oh, years neat. ago, and I still I still have it to, to be able to. Take it around the country. It's it's it owned, it's owned by Mr. Barry Levinson, who directed the movie, but uh, but he allows me to take it and, and share it with other people around the world. So that's it's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah.
0: You have an incredible passion, man, and we appreciate you hanging out with us here at Wrench Nation. Wayne Carini, chasing classic cars. Thank you so much for hanging with us.
2: You're welcome. Have a good night
0: excellent show. Well, I think so. I mean, you know, Wayne's uh, one of these spirited guys and it's not like car people just say, okay, I've been doing this 30 years, I'm going to retire. No, man, we keep going. We keep going. And I invite you, uh, of course, to, uh, you can actually download uh, Motortrend.com, the app, and uh, get uh, Chasing Classic Cars as well as visit uh, F40 Motorsports and uh, catch Wayne uh, somewhere out there at a car show auction. Uh, What I like about Wayne, he's approachable. He's a regular Joe. He's not, you know, that's what car people are, man. That's what it's about. It is. As I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.